Hi, and welcome to Malicious Life in collaboration with Cyberism. I'm Ran Levy. Today, we've got a special episode for you. Uh, not, a, not a usual episode like we do a narrative story, but today we're going to talk about uh, the results of the survey, the listener's survey that we did earlier this year, uh, from January to April, most of it, I think. And to talk about the survey and what we learned about, from it, we have here with us today Eliad Kimchi, producer of the show. Hi, Eliad. Hey, and it's, uh, by the way, it's really awesome to hear you say uh, hello and welcome to Malicious Life live <laughs> for, I think, the first time. I mean, we talk, we talk every two weeks, but you've never done this uh, for me live. So that's, that's really pretty awesome. Uh, thank you. I, <laughs> I'm happy. Um, so, okay. So Eliad is here with me since, uh, as I said, he's a producer behind. You're not usually exposed to what Eliad is doing. But he's working behind the scenes, mainly as the connection point to Cyber Reason, since Eliad comes from Cyber Reason, who sponsors the show. And also, he's the man who's usually going to conferences around the United States and actually meets many of our listeners face to face. I had the pleasure of doing that only very recently, the first time in August in uh, Black Hat in Las Vegas, and Elliot maybe will we'll talk a bit about the experience of actually talking to our listeners. So Elliot, I uh, have you here with us today to talk about both interesting statistics that we learned from the survey, a bit about what you, the listeners, told us about yourselves, and maybe talk about some interesting comments that we got about the future of the show, about interesting ideas that we have for the future. And let's start, Eliad, with the basic statistics that we've learned from our listeners who responded. And I'll start by saying that we had about 594 responses to the survey, which is an amazing number. Thank you very much to all of those who took the time to actually tell us about yourselves and about what you're doing in life. And the, third, the first uh, bit of information that we have is that about 80% of our listeners are between the ages of 25 to 55. That is, no teenagers are listener, listening in <laughs> to um, Malicious Life. I don't know if it's surprising to you, Eliad. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not that surprising. I think uh, what's really cool about our audience is, uh, yeah, it mostly centers around 25 to 45. 45 but we have quite a few people over 55 as well listening to the show more than I expected I think originally when we set up to do this I think it's a it's a pretty reasonable age range for a show that deals with the history of, of cyber security but also pretty amazing that we have a lot of young people listening I think a lot of people are getting a lot of different things from this show I don't know if our fans would agree. One interesting bit of statistic that, that uh, I get from the survey relates to the field of work of our listeners. I mean, obviously, about half our listeners are uh, coming from the high-tech industry, telecommunications, etc. But roughly 10% of our listeners, which is not an insignificant percentage, are students, which is, yeah. I think, a very interesting I very interesting bit of information also revealing I think about the um, the nature of the show it does I do try to give some meaningful you know educational uh, bits of information here and there 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the facts also that emerges from from what you said is 50% in the field of technology, but there's there's a good there's another 40-30% of people who are just in different industries and when we set out to do this, I thought it would be just for cybersecurity people. Um and and one of the earliest comments, I won't I, I'll never forget it. It was a, a nurse and she was saying, you know, I'm I love the show and I'm never going to stop thinking about uh, how vulnerable these devices that we're using are, you know, and I'm always going to have that sort of mindset now and just thinking about it and, and analyzing that and, and just kind of learning as much as I can about it because I feel like this is a field that affects a lot of people's lives. And so it's not just for cybersecurity experts. I'm sure that a lot of the people who are listening now aren't, in the field of cybersecurity, they're just super interested in in how this could affect their own lives in in a good way. I think. Yeah. So maybe it's also um, give us gives us a bit of a sense of how podcasting can expand the horizons. People who work in work in cybersecurity have, you know, they they read the blogs. They they are part of the ecosystem, but people who are not part of cybersecurity use podcasting as a way to expand their own personal horizons, which is, I think, very nice. A big majority of our listeners are very highly educated. I mean, 75% of our listeners have at least a minimum of a graduate degree, a bachelor degree, sorry, Mm -hmm. which is way above, I think, the um, uh, overall population, percentage in the overall population. Another interesting uh, bit of information is uh, uh, we asked you how many episodes of Malicious Life have you listened to? And I'm very, <laughs> I was very happy to see that roughly 35, 45% of the, the responders said that I listened to all the episodes of Malicious Life. That's amazing. Me. I think <laughs> I, I, if, I'd, if I'd kind of come on the show or if I'd uh, been introduced to the show um, like today, I would be catching up for the next year. <laughs> there's so many episodes. There's so much to listen to. So uh, it's pretty cool that uh, 50% of our audience uh, have been able to catch up. Or maybe this is a statistical uh, feature of this survey that our most hardcore fans <laughs> replied. So it's, you know, it's only 50% of 600 people who have responded. Exactly. Probably the survey is skewed towards our more hardcore listeners. That's possible. Yeah. And lastly, country of residence. So naturally, we've got 40% of the listeners from the US. And the rest, more many of the rest are from you know, English-speaking countries, the UK, Canada, Australia. A uh, large percentage are from Israel, where I'm coming from. So perhaps that's, uh, that affects also that statistics. But, you know, it was fun to see that we have listeners in many countries which I never imagined having listeners in. Oh, yeah. uh, for example, Sri Lanka. Hi, listeners in Sri Lanka. Of course, India. India, I mean, India is huge, so obviously there will be listeners uh, in India. Uh, Romania, uh, not too many listeners in Romania, but hi to the Romanians listeners. I've been to Romania three times so far. Love the country. And lastly... United Arab Emirates and Egypt, <laughs> uh, which is fun. Neighbor, we're neighbors. Uh, and lastly, Trinidad and Tobago. 
one listener from Trinidad and Tobago. Well, I, <laughs> I would mention statistically significant are Germany, Sweden, uh, a lot of listeners in the Netherlands for for um, for some reason, and we're very happy about that. But just yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, European countries that uh, we have listeners in. Um, in that whole Scandinavian region, for example. So hello to all our German and Scandinavian <laughs> and French <laughs> and uh, Spanish listeners as well. You know, Eliad, that what's, that's what I love in podcasting. I mean, we are creating here um, a community of listeners who is truly global. I mean, we're all centered around one dominant uh, field of knowledge of uh, stuff that we love, cybersecurity. And we are kind of blending the limits, the, the borders, people from all over the world. Uh, and it's amazing. I find that so beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't have dreamed of, of creating content that people would listen to in, you know, the farthest reaches of the world. Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's a fun statistic uh, to look at, yeah. Okay, so now I turn to you, Eliad, and your personal experience uh, from, from the events and conference that you attended and the responses that you're getting from our listeners. Yeah, I've, I've taken Valicious Life to a bunch of conferences. I've been to ThoughtCon, and I just, I've been to small, small cons in the U.S. I've been to bigger cons. Uh, uh, I don't know, people, people are pretty, it's pretty cool when you go out there and you're uh, meeting the fans for the first time. And uh, you kind of get to see who are the people who are listening to the show. And it was surprising to see the amount of people who actually have listened to the show out in the wild. Um, and it's so interesting to kind of interact with people who are first uh, being exposed to the show. I think the most fun I had was, uh, was DEF CON. Um, I, I think not this year's, but last year's, we went and uh, sold shirts at the um at the vendor area and just hundreds of people i guess thousands of people actually yeah how many uh, t-shirts did you did you uh, sell we, i think we brought 600 shirts and then we sold out on the second day <laughs> amazing <laughs> yeah and and it was so cool it was great to talk to people it was great to introduce the show to people i think as soon as people kind of realized what the show is about, they were really happy to support the effort and just to kind of buy the merch. I, I want to think also they liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I very much like wearing T-shirts, you know, and having merch of podcasts that I love as a listener because it tells something about yourself, about your own personality and interests when you're you know, using merchandise. Well, it's a labor of love and I, and you know, I hope people really enjoy it. And I think it's, it's a really supportive community. It, it helps that the, the subject matter is, is interesting and, and I think important. Um, but it's also a very supportive community of, of the project that we're doing. Yeah. I had the pleasure of attending black hat, just as I said, last uh, August. And uh, it was the first time I actually attended an official, uh, you know, event of Malicious Life and actually meeting the listeners myself. And it's an amazing experience. Met people from all over the world, obviously from the U.S., but also from South Africa and many other places. And I hope we'll get a chance to have many more of these events in the future. It's amazing. 
Um, what about, I mean, there's this question that many of our listeners in the survey asked. What about a swag store? I mean, we've got uh, 61% of our listeners who say they want a swag store to buy merch. Ever since DEF CON, I've been wanting to... Uh... To make that swag store happen it's just it's just so difficult and then you know I, I was saying that we're um, we need to figure something out like I want this swag store to happen that's exactly where it's at I think the listeners many of our listeners uh, they have maybe like not the right sense of how merchandise fits in the financial aspects of podcasting because I've been podcasting now for a long time 11 years now and I've I've tried with various podcasts that I produce to you know insert merchandise because it really comes from the fans. People want you know mugs and they want t-shirts and hats and whatnot. But as a podcaster, I'm not into creating a store. Um, <laughs> for example, I once had t-shirts for another podcast I produce, and I found myself after a few months, Uh, becoming like a store manager of gap or whatever <laughs> I've got you know different colors different sizes and after a while I started saying Dude. to myself what am I doing with all that <laughs> textile running around I'm, I'm not I don't have anything to do with it. I want to make content dude so, I would totally I would totally start a malicious life brand of clothing for <laughs> for for hackers by hackers and just like sell a cool product kick-ass shirts although there's other other companies who are doing that as well so it's like uh probably we're not going to be the first one doing that i would totally totally <laughs> just just focus on creating cool um t-shirts for for our fans anyway yeah, let's go on to some of the more interesting comments that uh you wrote to us there was a section of the survey that allowed you the listeners to write free-form comments about what you love in the show what you think needs to be improved and uh i mean Obviously, lots of the comments were very positive. People writing in to say, "We love the show. Keep on doing what you're doing, and thank you guys. it's It's fantastic. It's really, really it gives a sense that we're actually doing something that's meaningful to the community and it's important. So let's go over the more uh, let's say the the comments which are not so positive, things that do need to be improved. And some of the more anecdotally funny uh, comments. Uh, for example, one listener wrote to say, "Tell us more stories of false positives, which is a very interesting idea. I have to say I never thought about false positives as a topic for malicious life, but a great idea. Uh, two people wrote, uh, "Make older episodes available." And uh, one other said, Uh, have a transcript for us and guys I don't know if you know that I uh, mentioned it in the in the uh, ends of all the episodes all the older episodes of malicious life all the transcripts are available and on our website for free uh, malicious.life so if you didn't know that you know it now um, let's see uh, we are uh, many people wrote that they want more episodes one wrote a weekly podcast would be great. Another wrote honestly it's really good make more of them and I mean we've got tens of comments really? in that uh, in that uh, basic uh, idea would and, that even be possible we would need two teams of, of yeah. researchers uh, I am, uh, and we would need two two runs 
No, really, because uh, we would love to make more episodes, naturally. I mean, there's nothing more we would like here to do. But really, I mean, uh, we're talking about roughly 30, 40 hours of research into every episode, uh, tens of hours of writing and editing the, the episodes, which are naturally all scripted and then narrating them, then sound editing. It takes uh, roughly, I think, 70, 60 hours of work on uh, each episode. So it's very difficult to create more of them. Uh, we'll try. We'll try. But if I think I think that in, in, in podcasting, really, quality comes at the expense of frequency. Um, it's a trade-off. So sorry about that, guys. We'll try. Uh, another another in uh, comments were um, it's more a matter of taste, but I feel I feel the music could use some improvement. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys, that's my own personal taste in music. I edit the shows, so okay. <laughs> I'll try, but uh, I, I can't promise anything. Um, okay, and more comments were in the um, in the sense of it does not feel like a security podcast to me, or a more practical advice and of uh, risk mitigation and profiling some of the hacks you cover and more comments that are, are asking basically for a more technical podcast, for more technical uh, story, I mean, not stories, but more in-depth technical uh, data and information, uh, which is an interesting observation because as we said, many of our listeners do come from the more from cybersecurity and the profession. So it's natural that they do want us to be more technically oriented. Yeah, um, but that information doesn't always exist. I mean, um, it's part of the problem. Yeah, that's right. I mean, not always you can actually know lots of the more. I mean, say, for example, we covered, for example, the Equifax uh, breach in one of yeah. our latest episodes. Yeah. And Equifax does not release the more technical information to the public sometimes. Of course, that's a real world example. And I think that more from the more personal uh, sense, in my case, I think that stories are not uh, less important than technical information. Because really, guys, um, if I tell a good story, uh, and usually it's a trade off, I mean, if you want to tell a good story, you can't dive into the more you know, technical details because it kind of tends to slow down the narrative. And if somebody really likes the story, uh, he or she can always dive deep into the more technical analysis and uh, white papers and such. Most of them are freely available on the, on the internet. So it's more of a personal balance for me to go more to the narrative side than the technical side. But, but I mean, on that point, I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, on malicious.life, our website, there's a contact us where you can actually, if you have an interesting story you want to tell, no matter how technical, what whatever level of technicality you want to talk about, uh, you know, you can always contact us and, and, you know, talk to us about stories that you know personally. Yeah, yeah that's very important because actually, I mean, more many of our most interesting stories are not the, the well-known ones. I mean, everybody can do an episode about Equifax and the breach, the famous breach, but the stories which are less known are, I think, you know, the spicier ones and more interesting. So reach out to me via Twitter, via email, tell me good stories, <laughs> great chance they'll be converted into an episode. Um, and a related comment or comments are, 
For example, add security related news section, uh, less history, more updated stuff or oh, really? separate, uh, separate, a separate short news release. Ron, do you want to, you want to start a, a news segment? <laughs> you want to do a panel? Uh, actually, um, uh, um, I mean, that these kinds of thoughts have crossed my mind. But I think that um, I, I'm not for that kind of content for two basic reasons. One, when we're talking about news, there are lots of publications over the Internet which deal with this, this kind of information. I don't think we'll give any substantial uh, benefit in this kind of content. It's not something that adds real quality because we can dive deep into stories, not be very helpful in telling you what's new. And also, podcasts are the, the great advantage of podcasting, from my experience, is that it's on demand. So people who are listening, who are right now hearing about the show for the first time, can go back and listen to episodes from a year ago, two year ago, two years ago, sorry. So uh, for that, for these listeners, future listeners, you know, real-time news is mostly useless. Uh, so I think we'll probably leave, you know, up-to-date news and stuff, stuff to other podcasts, maybe. Um, I feel no particular need to touch those segments on a person. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, an important uh, a bit of comment here, better audio quality of interviewers, which is very important. There is room for improvement in that section, definitely. Uh, many of the interviews I'm doing are over the internet, and it's not so easy to have good audio quality. But hopefully I'm going to change that in the next coming few months by using various services that I'm right now just starting to learn how to use such as uh, cast and Zancaster who allow uh, the guests to be recorded on, on their side of the conversation as well. Not like in Skype, for example, when you record both sides of the conversation on one side of the conversation only. Um, and hopefully Eliad, your interview with me now, your conversation with me now is Will be a shining beacon of sound quality. <laughs> for generations to come. The commenter here is very right. Audio quality in podcasting is critical uh, from my experience. And one uh, very painful comment for me is, please look up the pronunciation of words that are tricky. Ran says, uh, Ran says some, some of them weird. For example, scoof instead of scoff, Simmons instead of Simmons. Uh, <laughs> and another one wrote in to say, it took me a while to get used to Rand's accent, but now I love it. Um, okay, so this is, uh, of course, a very important uh, uh, comment. As you all know and hear, I'm not a native English speaker. Neither is Eliad, by the way. And it's actually, it took me actually about half a year of very hard practice to get to the point where I'm at today, to get to the accent I have today, which is not a very common accent for Israelis to have, uh, but it's far from being perfect. So I'm very sorry about that. I'm doing my best here. And if I think that you, the listeners, can help me. If you hear me pronounce something wrong, I mean, not the way it should be, let me know. I mean, Twitter, email, website, uh, I'd love to get feedback. 
there's great need for improvement, obviously. Uh, but you know what? I'm always reminded of an interview I read with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is known for his uh, deep uh, Austrian accent, you know, I'll be back and such. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he mentioned in the interview something very interesting. He said that he, being citizen of the United States for at least 30 or 40 years now, he almost doesn't have any accent by now. <laughs> he's not he's, he's mm. enough. But he says that everybody expects him to have, you know, the German-like Austrian accent. So he keeps it. It's an acting show for him to have that accent. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's an amazing actor then. Exactly. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should also keep the accent as a way of, I don't know, getting some a unique feeling of the park. I don't know, but <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, more malware exploder segments, which was actually your idea, Eliad, and uh, so it was a great idea. Uh, what the uh, the security research part of the show? Actually, there we had several episodes in which we interviewed security researchers from Cyberreason on specific uh, research that they did on specific malwares and stuff, and. Uh, many people love these segments. They want to hear. Yeah, I mean, I do. I do all the content at Cyberreason, or I just I lead all the content development at Cyberreason. And I mean, the research is something that I'm really interested in as well, and very passionate about. I, it's a natural connection, I think, and I'm I'm glad the fans like it. It does. It, it there is a story there, but it does get very technical at times. So I was worried that you know. We might lose some people. So I'm, I'm happy people are listening to it. We usually put it at the end, right? It's just like five minutes at the end. Exactly. It's not inside the regular flow of the show, but it's a kind of interesting, um, let's say, a way for us to give more concrete technical information and interview people who actually do research without yeah. compromising on the quality of the narratives of the, of the episodes, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I think, yeah, it's always meant to just be like a little add-on. We'll do more of these and, uh, and, and uncover you know, interesting malwares and worms and viruses and whatnot. Yeah, that's cool that people like that. I'm really happy. Okay. Uh, uh, we've reached the end of our episode, special episode. Eliad, any parting words to our listeners? Yeah, sure. I mean, like I, I love meeting everybody that, that we get to meet, and I'm, I'm really happy people are enjoying the show. And that's really all, all that, that I care about, honestly, as a producer. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming to the events and uh, yeah, keep sending us comments and letters and anything. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. And um, I think the, the kind words that many of you wrote to us in the survey, it was amazing for me. I mean, it, it's the kind of fuel that, that keeps you going in podcasting because the actual work is, is hard and writing is hard and researching is hard. But reading your comments makes it all worthwhile. And I, mm -hmm. I also should thank our uh, another producer that we have, Nate Nelson, who does great uh, work behind behind the scene, mostly with interviews and stuff. And uh, these are the people who work on the show but don't get you know the, the 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 pleasure of the limelight like I'm getting, but they are working their ass off as well 
also mention Ali Mellon on our side, who's doing a lot of the the work on on website elements and other things. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys, uh, and thank to, thank you to all the listeners who really uh, helped us with the survey. We learned a lot. We'll use the survey to improve the show, and. Um, I think that's it for us uh, today. Thank you very much, Eliad. It's been a pleasure. And, Thanks. Uh, thank you all the listeners and we'll, uh, we'll see you again. We'll talk again in our ne- next episode of Malicious Life. Bye-bye. Oh my God. Oh my God. CK Music.